Welcome to Off the Rack, everybody. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show. We take comic books from the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend the comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. This is true. Uh, I'm recovering from oral surgery, so I might be trying to take it easy a little bit in terms of talking, but we'll see. Yeah, and, it's we impossible pro- and it won't me. be a super long show. Yeah, we'll see about that. Oh, come so, on. I'm going to try really hard. Okay. Uh, normally, we uh, are sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. And of course, uh, as always, make sure to check out everything that we do. In the description below the video, there's links to everything. Check out Tiffany on Tuesdays and Wednesdays playing uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 right now. So check that out. Uh, actually, over on YouTube.com slash at Comic Pop Plays. Uh, there's nothing else I can do about that. It's a classic Comic Pop tradition of the rules don't apply. So... You can't write slash comic pop plays. It has to be slash at comic pop plays. <laughs> it's great. So uh, let's talk Good about stuff. some. Uh, oh, oh. also, it's the news and reviews uh, hour. We also talk about news in the comic book world. What do you got? I got not much. Cool. I'm going to tell you. All right. There's a lot happening, but uh, but not much for me to report on. Okay. Um, yeah, there was something, but I don't remember what it was anymore. So whatever. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm fine with not having news today. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, yeah. So uh, I read uh, Green Arrow number five from uh, Joshua Williamson, Stephen okay. Isaacs, and uh, with special guest penciler Phil Hester. Uh, this is a uh, continuation of the uh, Green Arrow series in which Ollie Queen has been uh, removed from the Arrow family and uh, set on his own kind of quest. Uh, this issue features him teaming up with old man Ollie uh, and the like horrible secret behind why the entire arrow family has never actually been in one place at one time or it's because there isn't one they're all just ghosts <laughs> no most of them are most of the people in this uh, book are robots but um oh. yeah it's just there there is a terrible secret that prevents the arrow family there's like a incontinuity reason why the arrow family can never be happy and together and uh so we see is it drugs? Like I said, it hasn't been revealed yet. But oh. <laughs> uh, this issue gets us closer to that answer. Okay. Uh, we see Ollie tumbling through time. And in one uh, spectacular sequence, he ends up in the Kevin Smith era, uh, when oh. he, which is drawn by Phil Hester. And course, we see him team up with himself. It's really fun. Um, this is a really like, this is very much a love letter to Green Arrow, but also to Green Arrow family fans. So mm-hmm. if you love the, like, if you love Green Arrow, like in a big, like foundational way, and you especially love the Arrow family, you should be reading this book. This book should be on your pre-order list. Uh, I imagine it probably won't last more than 12 issues anyway, so I mean, it doesn't really much uh, affect your bottom line if you're going to buy Green Arrow books month to month. Uh, So definitely put it on your pre-order list if you're interested in um, Green Arrow. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's a fun book. And, uh, you know, of course, the voice for Green Arrow is great, um, you know, and so forth. I like the cover for this. It really, like, harkens back to not necessarily the kevin smith time period because those had a very distinct style but it makes you think of you know a little nostalgia factor there absolutely no those were spectacular covers by matt wagner that are uh mostly all sold at the big kevin smith garage sale i mean auction and uh sad to see them go mm. but i'm glad at least some fans got them hopefully they did i never know i always assume if like a big like auction like that happens or like a big concert takes place that like the the wrong people get them, you know, like some scalper gets all the tickets. Oh, sure. Sure. You know, jackass gets all the art. I know that, uh, you know, certain artists did not get the art they wanted. Like their art, (laughs) like their art back, their own art, like Phil Hester, who really wanted some of his pieces back. That's such a shame. And just didn't 
Um, wasn't fair. <clears throat> but you know what? You know, everybody's got to make a book. So what are you going to do? Um, that's what it is, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Uh, what are you reading, Tiffany? Um, What am I reading? I, you know, to, to keep this or Loki. What? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you vote for me. <laughs> um, To keep this trim, I didn't go too deep into too the X-Men deep this week. So we're only going to cover a few X-Men titles. Yeah. Um, for example, let's chat about, um, dark X-Men. Okay. Is this what you were referring to in the title of this issue? Of no, this episode? no, it wasn't. Oh, that's really funny. Cause she's talking about like return of like the worst character. Right? Yeah. Worst that was Spider-Man. That's okay. So, well, we're talking about dark X-Men. Oh yeah. I guess does it, does rec rap show up in this book too? No. Okay. Oh, it's Chasm. Chasm well, shows why up. Why don't you me. let me freaking tell the story? Well, I'd heard rumors sir. about Chasm's return. Man, this is why you're not on the couch when I'm telling a story because because you you just you just take my my thunder. You just you just steal it. I'm building up, building something up, and you just yeah. oh, was that what you were doing? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is written by Steve Fox with art by uh, Jonas Scharf. I've never heard of them. Scar- scarf? My brain doesn't know how to make an S C H sound, apparently. I would guess Scharf. Um, you know, I, I kind of dig this book. It, it's it's not quite Hellions, but it's not um, not not that. It has like a right. darker tone to it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it's like a bunch of misfits who are trying to fit together in order to do the best that they can while Madeline Pryor is kind of like, okay, this is my chance to have an X-Men team. So naturally, it's like dysfunctional. Well, like also, she's like, I'm not going to be in X-Men when Tom Brevoort takes over. So why not use me as much as you can? Yeah, why not? Hey, it's me. Hi. I'm in this book. For I'm a in minute. this book for a minute for sure. No, Until they forget about team. me. Like, this is totally her team. She's mm-hmm. actually in two books this week. For me. She is, yeah. Um, and um, you know, the, like she took some of her team. Uh, Gambit had some some of his team. Angel had been had killed had been killed and was taken. Mm-hmm. And um, he returned at the last at the end of the last issue. Uh, Gambit's team has kind of been folded into Madeline's X Men as they're all sticking to the the embassy that she has because technically the Limbo embassy they really can't do anything about it. No, they can't. They're like, what what are we gonna do with this? Like, we can't conquer them. Right. Even though we said no mutants could be here anymore because they're technically, uh, you know, got diplomatic immunity. So yeah. her area is technically a safe place for now. Um, it's kind of fun. They decide that they're going to try to go out and, and collect some other mutants. Uh, they split up the team. They split the party. Uh, we have um, uh, Carmen or Faint from the original not original, but like the earlier Children of the Atom during the Krakoa time. Oh period. yeah, Remember yeah. the kids who were like, "We're totally X Men. We're we're totally mutants," but it's not working. But then it turned out one of them actually was. Yep, a mutant. Um, so she's here. They're like, "Don't forget," and like they're doing a nice job with her. Honestly, that's you nice. know she she acts as like this team's jubilee kitty pride whatever allegory you want from whatever yeah. point in time. Young ride along female character for the X Men. Bingo. She's that. Yeah. Um, for this. So, you know, Gambit and some other folks like, uh, do you prefer, I think I asked you this last time, do you prefer Azazel? Azazel? Oh, Azazel. They Azazel. say it in the movie Azazel, so I just pronounce it that okay. way. Um, you know, that, they, they employ dialect coaches and other people like that. Sometimes they say symbiotes and sometimes they say Raz, Razal Ghoul, but occasionally I'll just take, I'll take Azazel. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, but folks like, like you know, like Azazel and, and or Azazel, Azazel. Z- Zazzle? Who could bother to care? Razzle Dazzle. 
Uh, the Raz Dazzler. The Raz Dazzler. That's, that's what his name that's is. Who it is. I think I'm going to go with that. No. Uh, Maggot and others go to try to collect uh, Callisto and her Morlocks. Okay, they're on great. A boat. And um, they're on a boat. <laughs> um, but they were attacked by Angel at the end of the last issue. And we need to deal with that because he's like not right. I mean, he's clearly yeah. been resurrected and like in like a way where he's like more zombie than. Oh, than then, then five. Then, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, the, he attacks the team, uh, Azazel, Azazel won't help. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, I'm good. You all got this. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, no, you're going to help me. Like Gambit's like, you're going to help me. And he like gives him a really like, a hard time. It's kind of nice. You know, like I was concerned with, you know, when they had that Rogan Gambit book going on, I was like, why are they not together in this next book? Are they yeah. going to break up? No, it's just that Rogue is doing something else right now and Gambit's helping out where he can. And I appreciate it because it's putting Gambit in a place of like trying to be a leader. And, yes, you know, which is rare. Gambit on his own to be a leader, you'd be like, holy crap, that's, that's like not a great idea. Right. Like sounds, it could be a good dark. idea, yeah. but, you know, only until like something challenging or difficult mm-hmm. or sad happened. Like they would have fun and they would do jobs and they would be very competent. But like when like something bad happened, it would be really hard, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. like you'd probably see Gambit wanting to quit it. Right. Sure. But he's thrown into the situation where you also have Madeline Pryor in charge of something. Yeah. So then you're kind of like, well, they, they both, maybe they kind of compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Way. It's two people who have something to prove. Yeah. Right. And like they both have different skill sets, I suppose. Right. Um, but he gets he, he gets bamped on top of Angel <laughs> and he grabs him. He, he, he's like, hey, are you in there, Warren? Mm. I'm, I'm really sorry about this, man. And he just grabs his wings and he charges them up. Ugh, he just blows them he up. Just destroy, no, he destroys him. Oh, like he's just he just is gone. That's awesome. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. OK. Callisto and, and the other folks are like, we're not joining you. Right. You had your mind. We weren't even a target. Yeah. Until you showed up. Yeah, that's true. I, like, are you kidding me? We were fine. And you all just. <laughs> hello right and then we were attacked so no they don't do that maddie and her crew of havoc who has also been recently resurrected thanks to maddie so he's a little worse for wear Mm -hmm. um and i don't remember who else is with them oh yeah it's the zero albert uh hybrid Uh, they had a wolverine yes okay yeah yeah, a robot yeah. yeah um and they're going after uh a mutant who has power over plants okay uh, and she has, you know, she tried the Krakoa thing, didn't really work out. She's, you know, tried to work with, you know, other teams before, just always kind of feels on the outside. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of collected a bunch of other mutants and has them in like this safe zone. I, I'm getting like serious Poison Ivy vibes. Sure. Right? Yeah. But very different. Sure. Well, yeah, it's Marvel. Yeah, it's Marvel. <laughs> um, she attacks them and puts them to sleep, but Carmen manages to use her powers to create a mask for herself. I, she's like, I don't know if this is going to work. Okay, cool, it did. The <laughs> other three are down and they're in like their nightmares and Maddie's like, cool, I just did all this, so it's fine. I just have to figure out how to get out of here. Okay. And um, they uh, they they manage to free themselves, but Carmen, you know, chats with her. She she um, Her name is uh, Marisol. Marisol. Okay. Uh, her name is Flourish, or her code name, but often known as Creep by others who were like, Give her a hard time. Sure. Uh, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they have a heart to heart where she's just like, you know, like, I'm like, I am the ride along character. And <laughs> I, I am different from them. And, you know, listen, they're trying the best that they can. And they want to help. Yeah. And that's when the like nightcrawler dragony thing from, you know, Secret Wars pops in. Right. Attacks them. 
they fend it off. And then Marisol's like, I'm not going with you guys. Mm-hmm. We weren't a, a target until... So both teams are finding that they're causing more harm than good. Right. But there is an issue here. Like, obviously, Orcus has, you know, this other Secret Wars, Madeline Pryor and Nightcrawler Dragon. And eventually they are going to attack these other mutants. They They'll are get there eventually, yeah. And that's what they say to them. And they're like, we'll take our chances. Right. Then with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, cool. I'm already feeling shades of like the post Krakoa era. Like that feels like, this feels like in another like six or eight months, that'll be what X-Men is. Yeah. Like they go to find people and they're like, remember when we were all living together on the island? And it's like, no. Right? No, I don't. I never liked it in the first place. But, nah. but needless to say, um, Orcus isn't thrilled with the lack of results from either move here. With, sure. With like Angel and with this Nightcrawler dragon thing, thing yeah. right? Demon, dragon, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. So they're like talking to this other Madeline Pryor and she's like, oh, don't worry. I think it's time to bring out a new, like another like of their- Another fun character to show off. Yeah, in the and, last and, it's, and it's just Chasm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right, he was on the cover of the last, like what, three issues? So yeah. No, he oh, Chasm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I thought you meant M-Plate. No. And I was like, oh, Jesus. No, M-Plate- Is it just in the book? This. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh boy. This is Chasm. Yeah. You're cool, I guess. Yeah, maybe Maybe they'll just do away with them. You know, it's interesting, uh, apropos of the Chasm reveal that I spoiled earlier, was the uh, the conversation that's been going on between uh, the creators on this book and Zeb Wells, of course, uh, infamous, uh, you know, progenitor of Chasm. Yes. Uh, uh, there has been like there was a discussion internally at the X office where they're like, "Hey, I kind of want to use Chasm. I think it'd be kind of fun to be using for this. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got to use for him because he's tied. You you tied him intrinsically to Madeline Pryor exactly. Now. And, so, and if we're doing a book that's featuring her, he could show up easily. Exactly. But there was kind of like this uh, this like this uh, courtesy that they extended where they're like, "Hey, listen, but if the Spider offices are planning anything with Chasm, and." I believe it was either Nick Lowe or Zeb Wells who said something to you. And you can check my facts. There's a, there's an interview that I okay. found recently and it was posted in the last three days. Um, but uh, in which one of the head members of the spider offices, and it could be the editor, it could be the writer. I couldn't remember which one said something to the effect of we have, we'll never, we have, we have no plans on using Ben Riley ever again. What? So like knock yourself out. Like you can do whatever you want with chasm. We have, we're never going to do anything with Ben Riley. Like, Ben Riley is going to be on a shelf until someone has a pitch for Ben Riley that we can make money off of. But like internally, neither people in charge of Spider-Man have any interest or plans for Nick, for Ben Riley. That's why he was made into Chasm because we didn't want him just floating around as like a spider character well, that someone could use. If you were going to do that, why didn't you just leave him on the shelf? Because we're Marvel and we, we, why do you like, why break it? That's what Marvel does best. Like Marvel knows. And I think it's just, I, I think it's policy at this point. It's just like, it's better if you're angry than bored. Like it doesn't matter if Ben Riley is like if Ben Riley is crappy or broken, then you'll keep buying it because maybe you'll maybe he'll get fixed. Like you'll buy it until he gets fixed. But if he gets fixed, you'll never buy it again. It's a great it's a great jumping off point for you if you ever feel satisfied with a story. So it's just yeah. Then anyway, uh that's why Chasm's in this. They're like, oh, cool. Well, then we're just going to do whatever the hell we want. Like, Chasm's an X-Men character now. 
Well, like maybe, he's just going to be used until I until the book is. Maybe canceled. that's for the best. Maybe what they'll do is they will fix it. No, oh, sure. The only problem is that like they don't have as much power as the spider office, so like anything they do will be undone or forgotten or ignored by the spider offices. Mm-hmm. In case anybody has an idea for casting. Well, I mean, here's but the at thing. least, but you know, if they do, the Penn Riley fans maybe can have a little bit of time where like, hey, look, we, yeah. we fixed Ben. Exactly. Uh, like I think Ben was in a Spider-Man book for a long time, or uh, for an Iron an Iron Man book for a while. You know, like there's. Or maybe it was Kane. Either either way, there was a neglected spider character who was in someone else's book. And again, the spider office has just completely forgotten about that and then did whatever they wanted with him afterwards. So like, eh, like you could have some fun with him and enjoy. I mean, honestly, there was a fun idea where like in Civil War, mm-hmm. Iron Man designed Spider-Man that that out, that outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after Spidey like ditches it and joins Captain America, Iron Man has all these Spider-Man suits that he made. Right. So he like, sells or he he enlists characters to become like the spider-man of the of the like pro registration side it's been a while since i've read it but uh there was a great opportunity there where like i think they were both as well but it was like a trio of characters and they all have like imaging like holograms on their faces and they all look like peter parker so it like it was an incontinuity way to set up that like maybe the Peter Par- like Peter Parker is the default face of all the spider characters who've worked for the Avengers. And so it makes you think like, Oh, well, is Peter Parker really Spider-Man or do they just accidentally pick Peter Parker? Okay. So it's a great opportunity in story to kind of undo the reveal right. without having to like resort to the devil. Right. But then like a week later they did Mephisto. And so it was right. like, Oh, well that's too bad. So anyway, uh, just, you know, there other other books always have fun ideas to do something with a spider character. Sure. Saying. Sure. I mean, listen, oops, Maybe Maddie will be like, I really messed you up, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'll give you your memories I'm back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me let me fix this for you, honey. Yeah. The only problem is people who like who are in charge, who kill characters or ruin them or hurt them and do it because like they have like some kind of agenda, you know, like if they undo all the damage that like the spider offices do to Ben Riley you know, they could take that personally. You know, the spider office could be like, oh, you're doing, that That was like a power move. Like you insulted me. Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, I guess there's inter- There's inter-office, inter-office politics, politics. Regardless of what that office is, uh, is, is producing. Sure, sure. Whether it's widgets, paper clips, or comic books. <laughs> Catler for Treat says, loved last week's back issues, but finding out that story that it was your second choice made me pick up The Depth. Also, Namor 2003. Wish you could do that one. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, literally, the depth was like it was right there. If we had, we had just it, didn't have it. If we had gotten it in beforehand, yeah, it arrived the day we were shooting. So, yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, we couldn't bank on it. Exactly. Bryce Harriet, hi guys. I gave away my comics at my church's trunk or treat, and it oh, went great. Nice. Uh, I was woefully understocked and ran out. That's great. I need recommendations of books for young readers to start buying over the year. Oh my god, I love that idea. Bryce, I think that's a fantastic idea. Here's what you need to do, okay? You need to contact Diamond Distribution and you need to tell them that's what you're doing and they will send you free comic book day books that were originally themed for Halloween. They've been doing it for years. I don't know if they do them anymore, but like they could theoretically send you stock of unsold or undistributed free comic book day books it's a way to go you can be like listen i want to give away free comic books i know that uh one of our friends of the show did that recently he wanted some books and he reached out to publishers you could also reach out to publishers directly and say i want to you know i'm do i I work for my church i do this youth thing i'd like to give away comic books for free um i need you know age appropriate books and contact all of them you know dark horse has the avatar the last airbender last license Mm -hmm. idw i'm sure be happy to play ball 
Uh, you never know. Marvel might answer the phone. I mean, if they can afford to have one. And, you know, DC obviously has, has a number of, uh, of young adult books. Who knows if anybody will pick up over there either. But, you know, I, I know your friends in the indie space or in the smaller press space will be more than happy to oblige. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to buy books in bulk, uh, you can always do so in dollar bins 50 cent bins what i would do is i would just go into like 50 cent or dollar bins go back to like marvel comics like pre-1989 and just buy any of them <laughs> just give them away you know here's here's x-men 197 here's spider-man you know 258 like all these books uh are already age appropriate because they had to adhere to a stupid governing body called the comics code authority so you know but there are also some newer things oh absolutely but I, but the older stuff that's where you it's like we're like the tobacco industry we got to hook them while they're young you got to get them this like thing they got to get them don't, their... don't put it like that uh congratulations by the great idea lotario uh or lotaro medina hi sound tiffany hello. hello did you see the announcement that rom v and dan waters are making some new sci-fi nor universe and image they show the covers for the one hand and the six fingers, and they look amazing. I did hear that. Yeah, I, I like this this combo of these two. It's, it's, it's interesting. It is interesting, and of course was uh, showcased a little bit in Detective Comics 1075, because yes. Dan Waters did write the backup story, which was uh, the reason why I was like, Tiffany, oh my god, you gotta take a look at this! Because like, normally I've been kind of off the Detective Comics train. It's written normally by Rom V. This time in this issue, it was written or drawn by Francesco Francavilla, and uh, of course the backup was by Dan Waters and uh, your one of your favorite uh, recent artists. Yes, Aaron Campbell. Aaron Campbell. Yeah. Uh, this uh, is part two of a two-part or a multi-part story but of course it's also a part of the ongoing saga this of incredible it, i know the covers have all been incredible. They, every cover saying, for like, this series since it launched has been just spectacular um but this one did stand out and mm -hmm. it was also i saw it on a lot of lists i saw it on a lot of discussion boards so i was like oh like it, it piqued my interest and i was like maybe i should go back of course, Frank Avia drawing the interiors for the main story does not hurt one bit right but i will say that ron v's uh writing is as always undisputedly good mm -hmm. and i know you're just not a big supernatural fan when it comes to i'm not Batman. but like, it, i know that this is not your cup of tea. it is not even though it is directly linked with barbatos barbatos is like this looming threat that's been yeah. connected directly to the series but also there's like this external threat you know new characters new bad guys who technically are the real stewards of goth like okay like another surprise oh and every, and you just have all these new surprise old characters just elbowing their way through the oh i'm sorry excuse me a court of owls i i was also here too uh, uh, but in any event, it's still well written and it's really cool. And just try not to think about all the history and just uh, enjoy the ride. But this issue in particular was really fun, really good characters, mm -hmm. um, nice intrigue, and uh, makes the, the the external threat a lot more formidable. And you know, the Frankie art really like sells it because, of course, this is the day before Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, if you're looking for a spooky book that's in continuity that happened over the last week, I would definitely recommend Detective 1075. If not for the second part of a you know start of a new arc that just started last uh the, the, in 1074 but also for the backup story which yeah. is not really so much a story as it is like an exhibition uh of, but it, it definitely ties in it does tie in it ties in directly but it also is like it, you could read it in a vacuum you could have oh, it sure. be its own thing um and uh, and that was like the, that was the thing i guess people were really talking about even though um when i picked it up i was like oh well i'm, I'm gonna read it all and i did and i was like oh that was a reward you know was, yeah. rom v's writing was great and uh paired with Frecavia, that was great uh no complaints whatsoever and it was a lot less uh it, it dragged certainly certainly a lot less than it had in the in the past That's like I, i've accused this book of being uh one of the most like well-written like well-plotted 
most boring Batman books I've ever read. And this issue uh, flew in the face of that. So I'm happy to report. Like a bat. Ho, ho. But also, then there's the Dan Waters story, which I was like, Dan Waters? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, it's just great. It's a little story about Bruce. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about Bruce. It's, I mean, it is, but it's like, you know, Barbados being like, hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's a little, you know, look back at Bruce's start yes. and all of that. Exactly. Um, but for me, it was the most exciting thing is when he told me this, I opened it up and I'm like, I've seen this work before. Yes. Even though you've never picked up, a, a you've never picked up this issue before. I have seen this work because this, like in a couple of shows ago. Yeah. I was talking about, you know, the importance of going to, um, artist booths and like see if they have like work there or their original work and flipping through it mm-hmm. and this this is literally the pages i was talking to aaron campbell about the yeah. pages that are in this issue he had them right there yes we could have bought them yeah for hundreds if not thousands of dollars i believe yeah i don't remember how much they I were i think they were quite, quite pricey, <laughs> which is fair totally fair. worth it because I, it was incredible to see them now digitally colored and yeah like finished and finished but like the fact is it's like all like most of that work that you see in Aaron Campbell's pages, yeah, it's all there. Yes, like the colorist is bringing something to the party, but it's not a whole lot this mm-hmm. time around. Uh, Aaron handles all of his own inking. It's a multi-step process. You know, it starts off with like you know using bleach and like toning paper himself, and then like doing some work here, and then he puts it in digitally, and then he like does some other things, and he prints it out, and then he works some more on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like this multi-step process, and then he sends that work off. Yeah, and these are the pages. Yeah, that when like you see those beautiful like light bleeds, mm-hmm. you know, those big like. You know, when Barbados is in the book, these like beautiful, diffused, like dreamlike sort of like they're not quite ethereal because Barbados is definitely not that. Yes. Um, but that sort of look mm-hmm. that the then he got some of the art back, the colors originally yeah. took all of that away. There were all these hard edges on it. Mm. And he was like, I no, no. Yeah. He he was like, This is not what this is not the right Fit. look for this. Exactly. Um, and they send them back and, and that's why they it looks so good is because the colors from back in and just toned the work yeah. instead. Yeah. And it works so well. It looks so good. But I was like, I can't believe I've seen this. Like, I know. I read it wordlessly. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks, you know, it reminded me very much, not just the Dan Waters effect, but also just like the, 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 the tone and the fact that it was in this, this very like modern version of an old school approach that like made me think of like an older Batman book. I was like, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what Batman should feel like all the time. And I know that it wouldn't sell, but, it's still great. No, it was, um, it was it was good. And it's like, and I'm sure for a lot of folks, it's just nice to see Alfred being Alfred. Yeah. Al- Alfreding. Alfreding. Yeah. Um, I also read Green Lantern, Alan Scott Green Lantern number one from Tim Sheridan and C and Tormy. Uh, I just I heard a lot of hullabaloo about this, and I was like, you know, I've never given Alan shot uh, Alan Scott his shot. I've never given him a fair shake. So why don't I take a look at it? Sure. Uh, it was very well written, very well uh, drawn. It looks great. Uh, very modern, despite the fact that it's like a very old feeling character also it's set in the past mm-hmm. mostly about on scott's like fledgling career about his debut um on the jsa about the strong arming from the government about him being like yeah you're a lone superhero we really don't like that also like you're a soldier who's hiding the fact that you are a homosexual so like we really don't like that but herbert hoover has his own skeleton so he's kind of like i mean look you know or agree to you know a mutually assured destruction all right <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's uh but it's 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 the most character i've seen alan scott have in a long time outside of like 
you know him interacting with other green lanterns mm-hmm. uh it, good book uh well written and again like it was a really fun like kind of love story in its own way kind of like not that it fell apart but it it, it became less about that and more about the greater story that mm-hmm. the series p- promises to deliver on um but also, uh, I think it keys into what Jeff Johns was setting up with uh, with his like new Golden Age Red Lantern, which I was like, oh, other people are playing with that. Good for you. Okay. I didn't read that JSA book from Johns, but uh, I did leaf through it the other day because I was like, wait a minute, what's that all? What's what, what what's what's up with Helena Wayne? Uh, and so, yeah, and it has nothing to do with Tom King's Helena Wayne, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, good stuff. You know, if you're looking for like a totally different Green Lantern book and like a kind of like classic old school school you know turn of the century kind of book i would definitely recommend it i think it's really well written uh speaking of turn of the century books of course captain america number two from straczynski from uh, you know the creator of babylon five yeah uh, with I, I art am. by uh oh you're familiar i am i've heard of him with art by jesus saiz this uh cover promises a lot i know i was really excited about it because uh does i remember it, does it, it uh, spider-man and te- captain america do technically uh team up in this book okay um, but and not like in a garth ennis way where spider-man gets knocked unconscious and then Punisher uses him like a cudgel against the villain and says we had a team up like this is a genuine actually like two characters okay mutually d- agree to do something together in costume I remember reading that uh, JMS was like really like you know I made my bones on Spider-Man I should you know I'm, I'm back at Marvel I'm gonna throw a bone to, to Spider-Man and uh, it's very uh, minuscule and silly it has nothing to do with the main story which is of course about Nazis in America and uh, no uh, not the ones that live uh, among us today but rather the ones that sought to undermine our democracy back uh during wartime in okay. the 40s uh and yeah it's just prescient and uh contemporary while also being a throwback uh, the saiz art of course i loved during the punisher run i enjoy it now it's a great book uh spider-man stuff notwithstanding the spider-man stuff was not coming home it was not like oh man i'm back uh it actually spider-man comes off as kind of annoying in this book so uh oh. it's a little bit of a disappointment uh if you're if i'm really being honest but okay. like it doesn't detract from the book and uh you know i'm fine with it i feel like you know some of these writers man you know they're always afraid of like you know it's, it's what i was expecting dan slot to do when he took over fantastic four because right, like spider-man right. should be a member of the fantastic four before he ever became an avenger like everyone's like oh spider-man the avenger no he's a he's a member he's a member of the fantastic four he's a richards all right before he's ever an avenger that being said um i was worried that uh, when dan slot had done like you know 10 years on spider-man that when he took over fantastic four he was gonna be like and i need to like show that i'm not just secretly doing like a backdoor spider-man book in a fantastic four mm-hmm. book i'm gonna make spider-man look even worse like right. like uh, almost like i'm trying to downplay him you know, to make way or room for, you know, the, the naysayers who are going to say that I'm like just secretly trying to write for Spider-Man. Mm. Um, he didn't do that, but uh, I was worried that was going to happen. Right, right. That's definitely what it feels like in this, where he's like, you're all just, you all just want me to take over Spider-Man again. So how about he's a dumbass? And it's like, all right. I know that he wouldn't be if you wrote him again, mm. which you dabbly should have. Okay. And you, 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 uh, I'm still waiting out for your, uh, your, your pitch. You said, if the sales for Amazing Spider-Man dipped, that they would ask JMS to come back and I take did, over. And I'm did say that. Not that I think that's going to happen, but I wish it did. did and I'm definitely that. on that page. Like, please do that. Just, just do it now. Just do it now. I know that the book is is, is selling great, uh, despite the fact that it's just awful. But uh, just do it now. Uh, Hulkzilla, been watching your videos a lot as of late, and it's always fun to watch and listen to. Happy Halloween to the Comic Club crew. Thank, Thank you, you Hulkzilla. Halloween to you as well. Yeah, Tiffany went uh, all out. I myself dressed like a. Uh, like a man child didn't it's just my sal costume 
which is essentially like just you know, if you got it in a, in a plastic bag it's spirit halloween it's a man child no. comes with a podcast uh action figures well, in, in bin i'm on that podcast too mm. and i'm dressed like loki so mm, well i guess i can't argue with that <laughs> um and uh, the fodder box kid. Uh, Hope all is good. Recently finished Donny Cates' Thor run, and it's I'm so sad to see how that series ended up, but glad to hear he's getting better now. Yeah, uh, let's hope. And we all wish him the best. I, mm-hmm. I genuinely hope that uh, not only is he recovering from his troubles, which is a while ago, but also, you know, that he's just doing okay. We haven't, you know, we, we haven't seen him in a while, and we haven't heard from him. Mm-hmm. So we hope that. Uh, you know, he's getting he's getting the best carry he can. Uh, Carl Maxi, uh, do you guys think people are too hung up on a variant of Kang getting defeated by ants? Clearly, there are many versions of Kang and some are weaker. This is a, refer, a reference to, of course, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantumania. Um, no, I don't think that anyone who would complain that a character is defeated by ants in an Ant-Man movie, like, I mean, chill out. Um, that movie uh, had a lot of problems, the, the least of which was that Ant-Man, that Ant-Man defeated his villain with ants. Um, yeah, it's just a real shame that uh, that movie is what it is because yeah. it's, it's real bad. And, uh, and it didn't help uh, because, you know, there was like a slew of really boring, terrible shows. And then people were like, I'll go to the movies. And then it was like, oh, that really sucked. Um, despite all the people with uh, like charisma and, you know, all the money thrown at this movie. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, if anybody's really complaining about Kang being defeated by ants, they, they, they need to reassess their priorities because it's like it's an Ant-Man movie, for God's sake. If, Ant, if, if, if ants defeated Loki in Avengers 1, I'd be like, what? That'd be weird. You know, I'd complain mm-hmm. about that because it would just make any sense. But, you know, anyway, we've read a bunch of other things. I know you read Dark Space's Dungeon. Yeah, I did. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Just to kind of give it a shout. You know, give a little, because I mentioned that last week. So I hope we all did your reading. Yeah, and I did not read TMNT, Stranger Things, the finale yet. So, I, you know, as far as like the two IDW books that we're going to talk about this week. I read this like a month ago. You did. That's why I was like, oh, you'll remember. So let's, let's, you know, give me a little wiggle room on this one. Dark Space's Dungeon, number one. As an IDW book written by Scott Snyder with art by Hayden Sherman. Um, if you were looking for something spooky this past week, so last week, or even for this week, you definitely should have picked this up. Um, fans of Scott Snyder's Witches Run for its tone, mm-hmm. probably gonna like this. Yeah. It's dark, it's creepy, it's not, it doesn't pull punches. Cool. But it's not supernatural. Good, Which yeah. For me, I was kind of like, ooh, am I going to like this? Right? Yeah. Like, I like me some supernatural. Like, I want there to be ghosts and demons and witches and werewolves. Uh- <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, of course. And Who doesn't the- want that, especially right now? Right. But right. especially when you're in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, they're real, you know. <laughs> <laughs> ghosts and, and vampires and, and werewolves. werewolves are real. Um, But, um, you know, like, I, I was like, you know what? I want to give it a shot. You know, some of Scott's other like horror hasn't really like hit me the same way. Yes. And this I started reading by the end of it. I was like, this, this is it. This is, this This is is what I was looking for. This is exactly the tone I wanted. And Mm -hmm. even though there's none of that supernatural part. Yeah. uh, For me, I really, really enjoyed this Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, it, it, It focuses on, a serial killer who has a very distinct way in which he kills people. And I, I will admit there is like a, a little bit where you have to kind of, you know, like, you know, take your mind and try to not think too much about how, how does this work? Right. Um, hopefully, hopefully Scott will explain it to us. He, you know, he's, he's he usually does. He's an accomplished writer. He I'm sure he he'll usually, do it. He usually, usually does. Um, 
Uh, but the idea is that there are these like like these dungeons, these like capsules in mm-hmm. a way all across. I, don't, I can't remember if it's America or the world. Okay. And um, there's someone who, who puts them you in there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the dungeon itself is made out of these like, looks like these like little blocks, these cubes. Mm-hmm. And they can push out and like keep you from moving or crush Ugh, you. Okay. And like the, the person who is doing this to their victim. Yes. Uh, will keep you alive for as long as they want to to play with you, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one person got out. Mm-hmm. They they figured out how to like keep themselves from like being completely like immobilized, and then were it was able to get out. Yeah. And because of that, that person ended up being more involved with this. But then we flash forward to the current times. There's a guy who lives with his family, like in one of those like big, you know Ah uh, yes, one of those modular one homes. Of those modular homes down the woods that you look at it and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then literally like if you think about it, mm-hmm. every sort of like show about rich people or, you know, what have you, there's always a house like this and it always looks spectacular. But also, so many horror-based things happen in those happen in that type of house. Uh-huh. That just, I, I don't, I don't know how to feel about them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like I during love the them. daytime, I'm like, yay! And then at night, it's like, can we go like literally anywhere? Because well, the windows are like floor to ceiling, twelve feet, you know, by ten feet, yeah, and you're it, like, it turns, and it's just out into open woods, right? It turns like, no, out thanks. I don't want to stare into the darkness. Yeah, because I don't want it to blink. No thanks. Even um, though most of them are probably just raccoons, right? And that's fine. Raccoons are cute. But this dude is out for like a jog and he trips over something and he finds this like lid mm-hmm. and it turns out it's one of the dungeons. Oh no. And there's like, there's a message on it that essentially says like, don't call this in. Right. <laughs> so and they he, do. And he does. Yeah. And it's, it's this story about doing the right thing and then presumably being punished for it. Right. Right. Oh no. Because now this, this person has put a target on themselves uh-huh. and it's like a race against time. And I, and I really like, there's a lot going on here where it's, you know, you know, being you yourself being taken yeah. from your home and like put in this place, you wake up, you have no idea like where you are or, or how to, to exit it. Yeah. Someone has kept you there. You don't know how they found you. You yeah. don't know if you'll ever be able to leave. I'm like, that's great. And it's also just a guy. It's just a guy. There's no supernatural element to it. Yeah. Um, but then the idea of, you know, you, you want to do the right thing, or most people do. Yeah. And so you do the right thing. And, and you're now, punished for and it. And you're punished for it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I like this. Up. So, yeah. again, go check out Dungeon. I'm not doing it, uh, like, enough of a service here. <laughs> but the art's great. It's it's gritty yeah. looking. It, it, it fits the world. It's grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I like this one a lot, and I can't wait for issue two. Nice. Which I now have to wait another. Like, I had to wait two months, technically. So I know, I, right? I read it. Now I got to wait another month for yeah. the next one. Uh, I read Penguin 3, Tom King, Rafael de la Torre. Uh, I caught up with Penguin 2. Uh, this is a, you know, Tom King ongoing series, the second one of sure. the week, actually, um, featuring this cover does not do the series justice. Also, the um, Force of July team that I'm assuming was a thing that tom king like read from a who who's who in the dcu comic book from you know 50 years ago mm-hmm. uh are being assembled for penguins crack team that he's putting together and i'm like okay penguins making a team why what all right like it, it's 
goofy and uh well written but also like i'm of two minds about it you know the art's fantastic despite this cover i don't think this cover's really doing the series justice but uh it also is hearkening back to like an old school kind of feel i understand the approach i just don't uh, i know you hate words on the cover i I don't mind words on the cover but i don't like it when it's like goofy and like unless the the tone is supposed to goofy this Mm -hmm. the series penguin didn't strike me as terribly goofy until this issue where i was like oh all right um but the uh you know but still got that tom king uh, stoicism and are you, you less know, hyped for this now i am uh, significantly less hyped for this series though i didn't necessarily find anything that, like objectionable about it it was just kind of like oh all right that's the direction we're going with this that's 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 one way to do it okay. uh uncanny spider-man number two of course when simon spurrier and lee garbett came out did you have a chance to look at this i of course i did i did as well yeah i wasn't sure if you were still on board for this series oh no, yeah um no but i read it because i just love that costume and um hey insomniac where the hell is this costume put yeah. it in the game put it in the game there's like seven or eight outfits that like nobody asked for how about this one one yeah. person asked for it and that's one more person that asked for like an advanced uh you know armor suit for freaking miles morales so let's have one of these so what'd you think about this it's it's good you know it's engaging and fun simon spurrier is a great writer and uh you know i like the use it's funny to see the use of spider-man villains in service of an x-men plot against an x-men character dressed like a spider-man like all of it is like it's delightfully not meta but rather uh 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 and not a reverent because reverent suggests that it's negative. I'd say it's just it's subversive. It's 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 delightfully subversive. I think it's it's almost like in the best way possible. Like this is you know we've heard said people like or we've we've pitched that people have been given like a writing assignment. Yes, that's kind of what this is though. Yeah, make Nightcrawler Spider Man. Yeah, like what if mm-hmm. Nightcrawler were Spider Man and you had to write a Nightcrawler book, but as though but it's only sp- using Spider Man characters. Yes. Right. And but it, ha- that's but not it has true to be because Mystique's in it. Mystique's so. in it too, but it also has to be distinctly within the confines of like it can't bleed out into spider like yes. in the first issue, Spider Man himself can appear, yep. but then never again. And never can it touch like what's going on in Spider-Man. It can only be about what's happening in X-Men right now. Uh-huh. And that's really fun. Also, Silver Sable shows up, and that's also fantastic. I love okay. the use of her is great. So let's be honest. Rhino shows up, and it's so funny because Spurrier has done such a good job of creating this world that yeah. Kurt is now living in. Right. Um, that I didn't even think twice about the fact that he was a Spider-Man character. No, like, exactly. Of, of course he's here. Yeah, it's just Kurt. Yep. Rhino was there and I was right. like, sure. No, Rhino fits perfectly in. So does everybody else. Tombs, etc. It's great. Yes. But then we dropped the Silver Sable thing. And I was like, this is where for me the issue really shined overall. You know, you have Silver Sable there working for a, a specific employee of Orcus who's trying to clean up his mess in a way, yeah. seemingly. And um the fact that a, we get to see that Sable is working for the money, but also kind of like, don't lie to me about stuff. Yeah. And like, you're telling me that this guy did this, but I'm starting to think maybe that's not what uh-huh. happened. Um, And also has her way in which she operates. Right. Which doesn't go the way as, as planned. Nope. She puts herself into the fray mm-hmm. and we get almost like a little bit of like Peter Black Cat. Yes. Yes. Because like Kurt, as we know, is a little bit, of a ladies' man, yes, sometimes. that's right, that's right. Most times, when possible, and I loved their interaction of having the the you know like her just being like like holding his tail, being like it's soft. Why is it soft? Right. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, 
Um, I, I love the fact that, um, you know, she's like, your neck is perfect. You look perfect neck. He's not wrong. She's not wrong. But yeah. And she's just like, she's next to him. She's she like, can't help it. She's like, he is really hot. This is a hot guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. But like, I got to bring the hot guy in. Right. So I, it was just, it was very, struck me as very earlier on in Spider Man, like Peter Parker's like lifetime. Exactly. But now it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a kind of fun, like, approach. That's the idea is to like harken back to like almost like 70s, 80s Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I kind of love that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good book. Definitely check it out. Good for, art too. For sure. Yeah. I, I like, I like all of it. Garbett's doing a really nice job. Agreed. Um, and I like, I curtain this role. I know it's leaning more heavily into the X stuff, but oh, very much so. But it's set against the Spider-Man backdrop. Yes. I, I think it's balanced. Well, right. I'm sad to say I didn't get a chance to read Immortal Thor. There was a bunch of books that I wanted to read this week that I didn't get a chance to Doom Patrol ended. You know, there's a lot of books that came out that well, I was you like, did have oral surgery. but I did have oral surgery this morning <laughs> exactly. and I had to prepare for that. And everything. It was really stupid. But it's acceptable. Exactly. Um, but I will uh, say, yeah, I see uh, certain uh, creators in the chat making really good uh, points. I'll talk about that in a minute. But sure. uh, I should also mention that uh, I read, of course, uh, Predator vs. Wolverine number two. This time, uh, Ben Percy, Ken Lashley, and Andrea DeVito. I love that that is his photo. Yeah, right. Because ben having Percy. met him, I'm like, yep. Yep. He just looks like Wolverine in that picture. It's amazing. <laughs> ben um, Percy for Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Predator vs. Wolverine, of course, uh, I saw that from the trades. Like This was the number one book, I think, preview- in the previous month. It's sure. the number 20 book this month a number one will always get you yeah but uh come on guys pre-order the series keep it on the list let's go let's go i need more predator versus wolverine I need more predator versus marvel characters are you throwing around your your audience like influence yeah your influence not at all to... i'm just saying <laughs> you know this is great and you know greg land has nothing to do with this issue and won't anymore and so it's worth it you know you get obviously there's two stories there's, there's two timelines there's like the present and then the uh and the past predators have been dogging wolverine since his inception um this is uh i think he's still pre adamantium but it, it's fun uh well, uh, yeah, it, it's a predator movie. It, this is a predator movie. You know, it's in the past. Yeah, uh, Wolverine's part of uh, his like crack team, including like Maverick and Sabretooth. Um, but it's just Predator One. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to take down this like dictator or this general, you know, El General. And so mm-hmm. uh, then the predator attacks, but the predator is there to hunt Wolverine. Like the predator has been there to deal with Wolverine. Right. Uh, and Wolverine has been carrying around the like kind of. I don't know what you call it. That thing, like where you, you throw it and it's got like f- fans out and the stuff. Disc? Like, the disc? No. No, the other thing. The other thing, okay, the awful yes. thing that Paul W.H. Uh, Anderson invented yes. for Alien vs. Predator. The, like, one, okay. What would have been the worst Predator movie until the Predator came out. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember seeing a behind the scenes thing of that guy, the guy, you know, the progenitor of the entire Resident Evil movie franchise, yes. except for that second one. Uh, and he was so proud. He was so excited about like all the cool new tech the Predators were going to use and how yeah. beefy and awesome they were and how all I could think about was that James Cameron and Ridley Scott were going to do an Angry Predator and okay. they threw it away to let that effing hack make that movie and i was just like every time i even hear about alien versus predator i just get angry because it's just like such a it's like you it would be like hey man i'm gonna give you a big delicious slice of pizza and you're like oh sweet and then they're like here's some dog shit and it's like that's not even close to what i still you said no no no, that's a pizza and they're just pointing to it being like that's pizza and then going on the internet and being like hey uh this guy sold me shit instead of pizza people going like um that's totally pizza you idiot (laughs) like that's what it's like being an alien predator fan anyway uh, this book's great. Uh, the art's fantastic. Uh, and hopefully the tradition of excellence will continue. I know it will because there's certain folk who uh, 
maybe showed me some pages and I'm really excited to see more of it. But uh, Predator vs. Wolverine, great series. Pick up more. You're going to love it. You're, you're going to love this series if you haven't already. Also, I want to, I, like, I kind of want more. Like, like, I just want to isolate yes. the, you know, the, the, the present day stuff. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. It's just a really cool stuff. It's a, it's a great series. I really enjoy it. Okay. And it's not great because, you know, it's not going to win any awards, which is a shame, but it's fun. But maybe issue four will. Yeah, maybe. That'd be nice. <laughs> but, you know, uh, going back to the Super Chats really quick, uh, the uh, Carl Maxi says, do you think people, oh, nope, that's the Ant-Man thing. Charzy says, ah, the man on YouTube with the best goatee on YouTube. Well, you're very kind. Uh, so. I agree. And special co is Tifoki. <laughs> loved the halloween back issues can't wait for next year's lovely meet uh have a lovely rest of your week you too charge thank you thanks for uh remarking on the outfit tiffany but uh, went all in i did the opposite i don't even think i showered today that's that's how low effort i did today um dark classic gamer uh what did you guys think of spider-man 2 on the ps5 tiffany's playing it I live tuesdays and wednesdays on youtube.com slash at comic plays go to the description click the link and subscribe check it out mm -hmm. and you will check out that uh awesome stream you're uh, relatively i'm very spoiler free early, early. i just been very spoiler free yeah, i did finish it and i can say that i am supremely disappointed by the costume offerings i although i did just unlock the classic black costume and i'm very excited about okay that. it looks great not, not like you know i was i was i, I noticed that it had become available in my gallery uh -huh. and it's the version from the game but then there's another one and it's like the comic uh, book version i'm like this okay. is the one i will be using for the rest of my time playing this game forever okay uh, unless they release a sensational spider-man suit because even though i don't love ben can't argue that suit's fun okay get it back and also nightcrawler yes um yeah, man. Uh, CJ Hall, C-Pop. Woo. Thank you very much. Happy Halloween. Uh, see you on the replay. You too, Thank CJ. You. I, I'm not sure here. if the next one is or is not a spoiler because I, I noticed that our moderator made it go away in the chat. So mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm trying not to look at it just in case if it's something spoiling for the game. Oh, is it this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it is a complete spoiler for the okay. for the for the game. So, okay. thank you, Christos uh, Kotsonis. Uh, we do appreciate your support, but we will not be reading your super chat. Uh, Bryce Harriet, wait, really? Thank you, Sal's our wise comic guru. I have no idea to what you're referring, Bryce. Yeah. Based oh on this, oh my gosh, it How could do you not be. Remember, it was the Halloween comics. What? Was, oh, the, oh, yeah. To talk to Diamond and, oh. and another retail, another uh, publishers. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's what they used to do. <laughs> there, there's actually old comic pop videos of us like working directly with them about that. So. Yeah. You know, give it a try. I wish just, I'd thought of that. I know. I can't believe I didn't do that myself. Um, what a fool I am. Charles even comes back to say, I have a question for you too. Do you have any horror comics to recommend? Superhero and or indie. I'm a supervillain horror kick after reading Batman Vampire. Hey, Batman Vampire. Well, you can read Batman Dark Knight, Dark City. You can oh, yeah. Read, um, hang on. I, I was like, wait, what have we done in the past? Right. Um, there's Batman Haunted Night, obviously, there's from the, uh, the, Tim uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Yep, there's Batman the Dune that came to Gotham. You could pick up witches. You could do uh, the nice house on the lake. Nice house on the lake for sure. Arkham Asylum, Living Hell. Arkham Asylum, Serious House, and Serious Earth. Yeah. Um. You could pick up something's killing the children. Yes. You could try um the me you love in the dark. Oh yeah. You could go for um. You could read some Sandman for yes. sure. Yes. Immortal Hulk maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Sandman's great. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, we could just keep a smattering yeah, of uh of recommendations for yeah. you uh sean Con uh, conwell great halloween episode guys thanks for mentioning the depths uh went and read and hot damn was it good wish marvel did more like these with the others i think that movie books 20 book like 20 years old now yeah so yeah i do wish marvel would do that 
Um, I, I almost feel like we should. I might do that book before Halloween mm, next year. That'd be fun. I don't want to wait, but I, I also blame you. We am have afraid it. of like not having something for next year. We'll have something for next year. There's plenty <laughs> of there's plenty of Batman stories. Yeah. I mean, oh, we've hey. never had Nocturna, or Nocturne has never appeared on the couch. It's a Okay. Batman villainess yeah, that I yeah. think would be amazing on an Halloween. Yeah, episode. no, you're right. Um, someone mentioned Silver Coin. It is a, Silver great, Coin, it's yeah. a great anthology. Every issue is written by a different creator. Some of them very suited to horror. Yes, good stuff. Agreed. Um, Cat Larry will defend for treats. Uh, Sal, what happened to all? What happened to all the occult Batman stories? I mean, honestly, Rom V's Detective is an occult Batman ongoing series. Yeah. So like that is where you want to go if you were looking like, for heady where Batman are, like stuff. the batman goth oh i agree by the way that's another one get batman goth. yeah no <laughs> Most i of them are batman themed for us for yeah but stuff. batman lends himself to that like the batman dead man book that, yeah. that was the thing i mean like yeah. yeah i mean there was a whole horror themed bat slash dc event right mm -hmm. that was it called night terrors oh yeah remember that was a whole halloween themed dc comics event with a bazillion tie-ins. Yeah, yeah. Go back and find them. Fish them out of the 50-cent bins and check them out. Ouch. I'm sorry. Ouch. I live in the real world. where those, That's where they are. Um, Dan V900, what was said about Ben Riley reminds me of Tom Brevoort saying in a post years ago about how when fans are outraged about a controversial topic, it gets more attention, which always leads to better sales. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, if fans uh, are happy and embrace a comic, the numbers are soft. I hate that mentality, but it hasn't changed ultimately for him. The reality is it hasn't changed for the industry either. The frustrating part is like a critically acclaimed book on Twitter typically sells like shit compared to a universally Twitter reviled comic book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like it's just the nature of the industry. Is that fair? No. Should we change it? Sure. How? Once you figure it out, let me know in the comments down below. Mm. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying like Brevoort says that with impunity because he's he's lives and breathes it. I mean, and the fact is if you look at like his, you know, when people go back and they're like, oh, give me like a trade paperback to read. Like they're not those. They're not the ones where it's like, oh, it's always upsetting and miserable. Sure. Yeah. But they're not talking. They're not trying to get you to read something from 20 years ago. They're trying to right. read. They're trying to get you to spend anywhere between three, really more like four to six to ten dollars a month. Right. right. On one book mm -hmm. or every other month or every or every month. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like that's that's just the nature of the industry for the big two. Right. 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 Uh, you know, uh, I, I imagine that, you know, in the indie scene, it would be an insanely inverted way to do it. Uh, Boris Fraser, uh, did you hear the Alan Scott writer is giving his royalties to an LGBTQ char charity? Yes, I did, in fact, hear That's about awesome. that. Um, yeah, he got a lot of pushback for a character that, like, nobody reads about and that nobody cares about. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. It's just, you know. Seems like a real weird uh, distribution of energy. Yeah. Um, Alta's Bane says, I don't usually spend my money on Marvel, but I do for Steve Rogers <laughs> solos. And it was awesome. I don't regret a single penny on either issue. Glad Sal is enjoying it as well. Thanks, man. And thank you for uh, spending a couple of those pennies on us. We do we appreciate, appreciate the support. But you. also, yeah, Captain America, man. Uh, although I will say uh, I love this series. I think it's great. Two issues in. But uh, the book that got me really excited recently within the past 10 years or so was that Chris Somney, Mark Wade book. That was a Captain America book. I'm like, yes. Where, why can't I just have that all the time? <laughs> uh, Nikki T, I love that Sal, every time he mentions JMS, he has to throw in Creator of Babylon 5. Can't tell if he's making fun of them or not. Uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> he also says, hey, Tiffany, are you playing AW2 yet? It's, uh, it's SW2 yet? I yes. Have, I have no idea what that is. Wait, no, it's not. I guess you're right. Uh, no. <laughs> 
Uh, no. No. I uh, don't know what that is. Right? I thought I thought it was... Yeah. I don't know what I thought it was. I don't know what that means. I'm uh, going to look it up. Girk Peck says, what uh, should Insomniac yeah. make next? Uh, he said, after Wolverine. He clarifies that. I'd like a Silver, uh, maybe Silver Sable series or a Silver Surfer. I don't know. Uh, he goes on and on in the chat. But, uh, you know, uh, after Wolverine, I'd like to see him tackle the Avengers or Daredevil. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to just see him do like a clone. Like, I don't want to see like Spider-Man. But instead, he's using a billy club. He can only he can't go as high. <laughs> But uh, this can't be what this is because this is a Game Boy game from 2003. Yeah, it's probably not that. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake, thank you. Ah, yeah, no, 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 because I'm playing Spider Man and Baldur's Gate. Yeah, sorry, everybody. I've disappointed myself. No, I knew it was coming out, and I was like, you know what? I I can't take on a third game. No, I don't blame you. I can't, but I am taking on a third game because I just purchased my friend. The Return to Moria. Yeah. And I'm, I have it as well. So I we know. can play together. So yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I won't ever. Right. Exactly. Just not yet. I'll uh, wait till it's like, you know, the dead of winter and make it really scary. There for we go. There we go. We also read Tom. Wait, wait, hang on. I got one more. Oh, you got another one? I got one more. Well, go ahead. I read Jean Grey number three this week. Yay. I didn't know if you had time. Of course I did. Good for I you. I had time for Wheezy. Yeah, well. This is uh, written by Louise Simonson with art by Bernard Chang. We also wish them a speedy recovery. Absolutely. I know they have the, the Rona, and uh, we uh, we wish them the best. Look at how cute Bernard Chang is. <laughs> the Wheezies. Wheezies. Uh. Um, so this is the journey of uh, Jean Grey's consciousness, presumably post her death. Yes, or during death. Or during Mid-death, death. Yeah. yeah, in her death throes. In, the, in like those moments of death, presumably. Yeah. In Immortal X-Men remember hope and exodus just came across yes her yeah probably. yeah yeah uh, or at least part of her mm. um so jean's been kind of going back to her greatest hits mm-hmm. and uh we saw her you know when she first joined the x-men yes we have seen her at when she got the, the phoenix. phoenix and it's all these moments of like where did it go wrong yes. where did i go wrong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it always leads to death and destruction is it this is it this so this time we're going to inferno Okay, cool. Right, so we get a little bit of Madeline Pryor there. Yeah. Um, this is a great uh, examination of that and gives you a really down and dirty, quick um, sort of description of Inferno. Yes, which so, I do appreciate. Cause... Yes, so if you don't have that, don't feel like you're out of... out of The loop? Yeah, or you're out of your depths here. Reezy's going to take care of you. Yes. You know, she will take care of you. You'll get the information you need that's pertinent in order to understand what's going on mm-hmm. in the issue. Um, we explain where Maddie comes from, right? His her, the reason that you know she was created. You mm-hmm. just get little snippets, little snippets, right? Yeah. Just enough. And in this, Jean decides, what if she had um, saved the baby? Oh, Nathan. Yes, or Christopher, as she calls him. <laughs> okay, which pisses Maddie off. She's like, his name's Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even there. Um. And and so we see that inevitably in this in this potential universe that Madeline Pryor would get the Phoenix. Cool. I'm like, okay, yeah, the Phoenix is always a problem. Yes. So they attempt to say the way we see Madeline Pryor all Phoenixed out. It's crazy looking. Whoa, that is crazy looking. Right, Bernard Chang, you know, coming in strong. Yeah, coming in hot. Um, mm-hmm. with with this. And uh, they fight. The, the two of them fight. They have a you know really you know in depth conversation, obviously, because this is really kind of Jean talking to herself, uh-huh. and not in like on several levels because it's like Jean talking to herself because Madeline's a clone of her. It's Jean talking to herself because it's really all happening in her mind. Yeah, it's not so, actually happening. Yeah. Um, you know, I love this big 
version of you know the New York being destroyed. Yeah. Uh, as Madeline is like, screw you, I'm just going to bring everything down. That's how I'll rule this world. The Phoenix does try to come to Jean and goes like, I could help you. Yeah, right. I could leave her. Yeah, I don't need this you just, clone. Yeah, you could just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just come to you. Mm-hmm. Jean's like, no. Every time we do that, it, it ends in death. He's right. Like, okay, I already did that. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, fine, it's going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you could be. Yeah. It could be you. Right. Um, and then we see Jean, um, looking up and and hearing hope. Oh. talking to her and she's like i'm like oh my gosh these books are completely connecting to each other immortal x-men is connected to what's going on in this Jean is that true yes. or is it a, okay good yeah. <laughs> you're like and then no it completely contrasts and doesn't uh, contradicts the other book no they like, that's amazing I, I was like what how cool let's yeah, you know Jean's like wait hope and exodus <laughs> yeah i'm like all right so wow. they, like, they're working together these these teams are talking to each other wow weird right yes it's it's a novelty um but this is, i love this last panel of gene faced with herself yeah all these genes from the past yeah including an age of apocalypse version of herself yep yeah that's awesome she should also face the friggin bendis version just, of herself the young you know, one i know this is a limited series i think this this is the penultimate. I think she's only getting four. I believe you're right. I think it's four. Um, and so we're going to be wrapping this up. Um, I would definitely take more of Louise Simonson on this character. I'd love to hear what she had to say about her. Yeah. Um, we'll see. You right. Know, I, I fully support this book. I, I love mm. it. And, um, you know, when I when I spoke to her down in Baltimore about, like, issue one and how much I loved it, she was like, I hope I don't let you down. Oh. We're three issues, or now we're three issues in, and uh, you, not, yet. not at all. Not so at all. So I think we're going to, hopefully we're going to stick this landing, and this is going to, this is a book that I did not expect to, to care that much about. Like, I like Jean. I really do. I appreciate her. I'm not a Jean stan. Right. But I'm really liking the examination of this character. Yeah, and, the voice for her is. The voice for her is spectacular the introspection is spectacular and the idea of doing what ifs that matter. Yeah. You know, it is like a, what if like, what, what if I just change this one thing, but it's not a throwaway. It's just a, it's a mind exercise. So yeah. great. Anyway. Let's, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, a uh, good point. Gavin, Gavin, uh, there's a certain point in Spider-Man two that showed that Insomniac could crush a Hulk game. I would love to see a Hulk game from Insomniac too. That'd be great too. Yes. Yeah. There's, there are so many options. How about just a Dr. Strange game? You keep almost giving it to me. How? I don't care. So no, I mean, I'm not a game designer. All right. Well, you play a lot of them. This doesn't make me a game designer. I eat a lot of food. I'm not a chef. <laughs> Daniel Hospitalis says, Comp Pop Rocks haven't been able to pop in for a while. Uh, have you read into Chris Wozniak's lawsuit against Warner Brothers thoughts? Uh, to keep it up. No, no, I don't. I don't care. But uh, but thank you for being here, man. Thanks for your support. Yes, uh, but no. Uh, pop culture guy 3000 do you think x-men blue origins is going to retcon that mystique is kurt's father and destiny is his mother yes uh what if azazel resurrected stillborn kurt gross but yes i think i think you're going to see that destiny is like the mom yeah definitely they're leading toward like i think we're heading down that path um Ardwit says uh Kampab woo woo to you too thanks all for uh keeping me company at work and for suggestions happy halloween you too man thank happy you very halloween much to you too Mr. Master 201, thanks for your support and for your generosity. Happy oh, Hallow for two of my favorite comic YouTubers or YouTubers, comedians, and comic book fans on planet wow. Earth. I have been watching since 11 years old and I've been uh, thrust into an art form I'd love to make a career out of. Uh, please do Wade's uh, WF. I don't know what that means. 
Uh, World's Finest. Yes. Uh, we have the first volume in trade. I've been reading this book since issue Sell one. It, so I love cool. it. It's great. You'll see it. We'll do it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, man, good luck and congratulations uh, to, you know, to making it this far with us. Yes. We do appreciate it, man. Uh, MacGyver Game uh, says, I pre-order a new series, but was told to have, I have to wait a month before because it didn't hit the limit order for my area. Boo. Boo. See, this is the failure of the comic book industry right here. Uh, is that is that kind of restrictions? Um there are other ways around it. You could always, uh, you know, subscribe to the series through mail order from other stores like Midtown, etc. Um, but, you know, when you have that, it, you could just wait. That sucks. Mm. Uh, you know, or you could go to your local other comic book store. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. But thank you for your support, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for your generosity. Mm. And uh, sorry that you had a roadblock. It's something that I don't normally foresee. Um, but I should definitely factor that into my uh, recommendations when I suggest that kind of thing. Uh, Rido uh, agrees sensational should be a costume in the game. It's my favorite Spider-Man costume of all time, even if Ben Riley is, well, Ben Riley. <laughs> There's a man after my own heart. Uh, Thomas Daughtry, uh, I want to start reading X-Men, but I don't know where to start. I tried picking up a few issues of X-Men last year, but I was lost. Where should I start? I mean, you could start in any with any trade uh, and just read it with a with a browser or your phone next to it. So you can just check the I, characters. You know what though? That's a hard question. Cause it's like, it, do you want to view you? Are you interested in the Krakoa era? Right. Because if you're interested in the Krakoa era, then always start with Hawks, Hawks and Pox and just go from there. And honestly with Hawks and Pox, and I think Tiffany, you can uh, really weigh in on this, but I think that like, as long as you're, if you start with Hawks and Pox, you read X-Men, the main series, yep. and then whatever other title you're interested in. But also throw Excalibur in and there. and sure if you want to read Excalibur, uh, but you know when it comes to the but events, you read Ten of Swords, but you read the events, you read the events, you know Ten yeah. of Swords and so forth. But and like from that, you'll determine like oh, who wait, you like I the best know more or what about you want. this because that was really across um, the line, yeah. sort of event. And so you'll be able to pick from that, like oh, I want to learn more about these teams. So you go back and read those. But if you're just saying just X Men in general, I would say identify a time period that yeah. you're the most interested in. Yeah. I would say that, uh, I mean, Astonishing X-Men from Whedon is uh, a great, very easy, shallow end of the pool to get into. You can really acclimate yourself to the X-Men, and John Cassidy's art is second to none. Mm -hmm. uh, it is not, you know, it, it's it's not very deep in continuity. You know, it's not like jumping in to read Fatal Attractions, which I would not recommend as your first X-Men book. Um, mm -hmm. I would also read God Loves, Man Kills. Maybe that's like a self-contained graphic novel and introduced you to these characters. It's subversive and, well, not subversive, but it is inflammatory. And, and I think it's still, I think it'll scratch an itch that you're looking for. And then of course you can go back and read like the Dark Phoenix Saga or something. Like something where it's like, I know these characters. I know the story kind mm -hmm. of to the back of my mind, but this is like the deeper parts. And like the Dark Phoenix Saga or the Phoenix Saga is like one of those things where it's like, that was certainly, I think the Phoenix Saga was my first book, but not the way that it's collected today. There was like an old trade with like, that was painted, I believe by Sienkiewicz that uh, collected like some of, but not all of the Phoenix Saga. And it was like, that's, that's the way we did it back then. So, I mean, I would recommend the Phoenix Saga only because like it would acclimate you to those characters. Even if you were like, is that even Jean Grey? Is that a clone? I don't remember, uh, but go with that. Um, additionally, if you are just interested in jumping on at the starting point of some X-Men, you could just wait a bit. Yeah. And wait till they start with the, um, Revort. Yes. Like you could start there too. But if That's you're true. looking for Krakoa, if you're like, I'm really interested in this whole Krakoa time period, definitely start with Hox and Pox. Additionally, I saw some people talking some more about this whole Kurt. Disney, oh, yes. Uh, Mystique thing. Mm -hmm. Um, is that like on the table that they've been talking about doing that? Yeah. That changing that up? Yeah. Because I know well, it's that, been a big fan theory, but it's certainly been discussed. But I noted in like Uncanny um, Spider-Man. Yes, that's 
that's been discussed. That's but that she specifically says, Where's my baby? As mm-hmm. though maybe there's another baby. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I was just wondering. I thought they were referring to Kurt. I it could be. I'm just I I'm just throwing out, you know, ridiculously yep. unnecessary uh ideas. You know, yeah, like, that's, I, true. that's what I do. I yeah. Thought, secret kid, secret I, brother, secret brother, secret, secret sister, secret sister, secret sister. But of course, we have a really dope female nightcrawler from the multiverse that we could get uh somber shadow hey guys i really want the prowler miles suit from across the spider-verse in spider-man 2 one of my favorite designs um yeah that was yeah. great yeah i'd love to see that i think you'll see it i think that most of if not all of the uh across the spider-verse suits will be appear will, will appear you think yes okay mm-hmm. uh sony uh, wants money uh so yeah wonder woman number two from daniel samper yes. and of course uh tom king this is the second issue of the continuation of the ongoing wonder woman book uh strong uh reset to the character and the title um there's also a companion series called amazon's attack i can't mm. believe the audacity of having an, another series using I the exact same logo this. it's outrageous to me that they would even consider that but here we are uh that being said uh forget about all that and it's not really relevant i mean it is only in as much as like that's going to be the book to refer to what's happening in this book right. and you feel like it would really affect all the all the books but uh it doesn't but right, i'm sure right. that josh will reference it in his books okay. um i think it already has come up a little bit but not to the point where it's like oh that really changed everything um so yeah this is uh of course the best looking daniel samper book i've ever seen daniel samper continues to crush it uh, throughout uh mm-hmm. daniel samper of course you are you or you're probably familiar with his work thanks to dark crisis um but also uh launched this series as well and uh by this point daniel samper has probably finished eight or nine issues yeah, let's say eight okay. because i think he was finished with seven when we were at new york comic-con okay so i'm gonna say he's probably on eight if not finishing the the eighth his eighth issue of wonder woman mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're looking at at least 12 issues, if not more. But I mean, like, you know, it's an ongoing, but it's Tom King. So it could be 12. It could be 100. We never know. And by 100, of course, I mean using Tom <laughs> King math, that 80. Uh, but yeah, the uh, what do you think? What do you think of this series? This is the I, second issue. I, I remember promising that the first issue was a lot of setup. This one had a lot more action in it and got going. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved that they had he had me in the first issue. Yeah. Because of how enraged he made me. Mm-hmm. It was like you you elicited a reaction based on the words that people are saying in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I'm in, I'm in. And I really did like this issue quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate the pairing of action with also the explanation of who tom king's diana is without really committing to anything Ugh, yeah I, I i liked it in the show on elseworlds exchange tom uh admitted that he writes her with a gal gadot voice well i don't mean that i mean like literally talking about her her um background like, ah like yes that that's yeah we've show. never seen that like that before but Just i like it we, we like we talk about the many origins of her and right. in, like, tying it to myth and legend he gets a little meta even saying about how often the stories you hear about her are more um about the people who are telling them yes than her and i was like Mm. all right Tom. all right Tom. you got mm-hmm. it yeah yeah, yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah <laughs> um but yeah that acknowledgement that you know obviously this is a story being told to uh trinity yes right yeah 
And um, I, yeah, I just, I really, really appreciated that. Uh, the, the idea of keeping her tied to mythology, whether that even just be through the, the way in which, way in which it's told and her history is like passed. Right. It's not like the way Brian Azrael is like, no, 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 literally like, Hades is going to be a character in the book. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, heavily yeah. tied to mythology. This is more like, yeah, the way in which myths are yes. depicted. And also told. just really well done. The balancing of the, the past, past and present. And present. Absolutely. Samper really nailed that. Yes. And I thought they did a nice job of, of carrying the dialogue through, even though it is not exactly the same in each time period. No. It flows really well and you get the, you get the gist of it by the end. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, it also introduces the uh, name of the offender. Uh, that was a fun uh, yes. like reveal that I, I think I saw coming, but like, it, I don't think it was meant. It's, I, it's not about getting you to be surprised. It's about like the, the being in the moment, like okay. the moment where Wonder Woman's in that duel yep, yep. Uh, in the past yep. to become Wonder Woman in the first place. And okay. Can we, can we be real talk right now? I, I think we always, are. I completely forgot that that was the inside. Of the <laughs> I know <laughs> I, was, I didn't even think about it. I was so in this conversation about who she is and the military coming to get her and this fight and like revealing, are we going with this origin? Are we going with, that? I was so into that conversation. Yeah. And I was like, who the hell is this? Right. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, right. The the one they're chasing, the one who actually started the war. Right. I I think that's awesome. A good thing. I agree. 100%. I was so into this issue. I wasn't thinking about the story as a whole. And that said, if you're reading in a trade, I would 100% be like, oh, my God. Yeah, you'd be like, whoa. Oh, no. It's Emily. It's Emily. (laughs) Which I did not read it as. I was like, oh, you're roofing it up. You're going to spell a regular name ridiculously. I don't think that's ridiculous at all. Like, no. at all. I'm sure it's spelled that way in a, in a place <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but yeah, um, Sergeant Seals is in the book. If, you ever, if you're like, hey, I remember him. Uh, and, he I, is, and I love to hate him. He's I the heavy, but he's love, also fun. I just hate him. He's, he's, he's a fun, one-dimensional bad guy. Yep. Uh, Steve Trevor, obviously, you know, he's depicted in this in kind of like a heavy way, but it's also like meant to be like, it's not, it's not about him. No, it's and, not about him. And he's not going to be like, he, his history is connected to Diana. We get it. You know, he, he supports her, but also is like distinctly not like part of the story. Yeah. You know, it's he's not, not like there that. to save her. He's not there to whatever. He's just, he's just there. And, and I do appreciate that. He's, he's more there like, I'm here because they told me to. Because right. I'm under is, orders. They think they're going to do something here. And I know that this is not going to go their way. And right. I, and I'm kind of more like, please don't. Right. Yeah. It's more like a warning to them. <laughs> but all right. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's a strong showing. Mm-hmm. It's one that is, uh, you know, it's doing everything it's supposed to be doing. Yep. You know, it's telling a, uh, a complete story. It's making Wonder Woman the focus, despite all of the like hullabaloo about Trinity, her future daughter, being like kind of like the breakout character that has not appeared in the last two issues of the book. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, and it's spectacular. And, and it, like this is this is a triple uh, A book. Like yeah. this is a on par with Batman book. Yes. At least it should be. Yes. And I hope that uh, it's getting attention because it's a. Uh, it's spectacular read. Yeah. I have not yet read issue three, but I do have access to it. And oh. I'll have to give it to you as well. I'll have to read it and, and enjoy it. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's a treat. Uh, but it's also, you know, it makes you feel good reading it. You're like, all right, cool. It does. It does. And it doesn't, but it does. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, pop culture guy 3000 asks, whatever happened to Nocturne anyway, Nocturne being Talia Wagner. 
And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Nocturne. I, I don't think I am. It's a, it's a female nightcrawler. She's dope. I and thought you were talking when he said, when they said they, I don't know. They, they said Nocturne. I thought they were talking about what we were talking about. The one about. from oh, Batman. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait. No, there's another Nocturne. just coming around. And this one is, I remember it being introduced to her through Exiles. Ah, And uh, yes. that was fun. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's the daughter of Nightcrawler. Sure. From okay. another timeline. <laughs> Uh, and I like her a lot. I think we could see more of her. I, I, I just like the design. She's a fun character. Mm. Uh, there's also, I think in, uh, I think she appears in Chris Claremont's out of continuity X-Men book that got canceled because of course it did like years ago, okay. like another one. Right, right. I think it was called X-Men forever. And I think she tries to hook up with Spider-Man. Oh, but, uh, Matthew Macedo says, Hey, just wanted to say, love watching you guys. Okay. I wanted to know your thoughts on the Batwoman who laughs at the end of unstoppable Doom patrol. Uh, she was introduced, I believe, in Justice League Incarnate, the miniseries from both Josh Williamson and Dennis Culver. Uh, primarily, I think, Dennis Culver. Um, she's a joke. She's silly. She's not meant to be as impactful or as influential or as uh, as much of an influence and problem mm -hmm. as the Batman Who Laughs. Sure. This Batman Woman Who Laughs is not Kathy Kane, by the way. It is a universe where the genders are flipped, so it's a female Bruce Wayne Batman who then becomes the Batman Who Laughs, so it's mm -hmm. like it is it is not like a very weird version it's a pretty weird version okay that being said i couldn't care less but i'm if batwoman who laughs has to be in anything i love that she's in a doom patrol yeah book. please yeah. stay there absolutely um and uh charzy says i know you don't really care for the offering of suits in spider-man 2 but personally i like the main suits however i changed peter's color scheme to red and black and white as it looks 10 times better i changed it up a lot i like i i, I love the color options and changing up and it's a lot of fun so far, um, I've actually I I don't mind the suits, but I don't I, mind them. I just but like I'm not a hardcore Spider-Man fan, so it's just very different. I'm just like where like okay, cool, like give me like make up a bunch of suits, knock yourself out. But like I'm, I, I but there's a lot of there, there's there's so many more I can think of, and there's only like four more slots I have unlocked or to to unlock left. And I'm like, well, well, they can't all be in there. Well, not yet. I mean, but they always do DLC. They do. Like the last one, they kept adding them. So come on. I mean, I, I should at least have all the suits from the last game. That's a that's a bare minimum, you know. But I fear I'm gonna get like a big time suit instead of a sensational suit. I know I, this isn't like I don't love anything outside of the main book from this universe. But did they ever do this one? Yes. Oh no, there's a spider bot you can collect that is that. I uh, don't know if 1602 gets a suit. I don't recall. But there is a spider bot you can collect with the spider with this with this yeah, spider bot. It, you know the Riddler trophies. There's something like that in the game. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe there is no future foundation suit in this. I, I don't understand it. Anyway, uh, I also read Amazing Spider-Man 36. I'm oh, going to talk oh, okay. very briefly about it. Zeb Wells, Ed McGinnis. Um, I really liked, I think, the last issue. This issue introduces or reintroduces Rec Wrap. Cover. This cover's uh, phenomenal. It's a great cover. It's really cool. Uh, and it's not... You know, don't worry. You know, he's not did, Goblin. Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis does great covers. Marvel should kiss the ground that Ed McGinnis walks on for this cover because I guarantee you more people bought this just because they're like, no, right. Yeah. It's cool. Right. It's cool. Uh, I, um, I would be very mad if I spent like money on this regularly. I don't understand how this is still like the number one book from Marvel, but here it is anyway. Um, it's like, it's like three pages of story and most of it is about a character that like, you know what the problem with with rec rap is? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm going to say? Um, he insists upon himself. <laughs> uh, and it, okay. it, it's just like, it, it's 
Rec Rap shows up, and I, I, I feel, I feel this like kind of like old school comics, like Scud the Disposable Assassin, kind of like self congratulatory, like comedians in a back room smoking cigar, like cigarettes, like and laughing at the non humor, you know, like being like, I re like Rec Rap is the worst thing, and like people are so mad, and so like I think I'm gonna do like an arc about Rec Rap just to see how mad people can get. And then like the funniest part to me is that there are people who love rec rap. Like that's the best part. Cause of course we all know he sucks, but like I put him out there and people ate him up. That you know, means, like, I feel like it's a joke on me. If they're still writing Spider-Man books in like 20, 25 years that rec rap will come back and they'll give him like a, like an arc, like a whole yeah, like redemption. Like, and arc. people will be like, like justice for rec rap. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I don't, I get it or I don't like either it's like mean or it's dumb, but it can't be both. And I don't know which it could be, but I will say that if I were like a regular Spider-Man reader, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? There's so much more you could be doing that isn't this. Right. Why? Um, The Peter Parker stuff, you know, it is what it is. It's trying to do what it's trying to do, but it's not, you know, it's not engaging. It's it's just it's just you know I'm not gonna go into like the whole like this is a book that I you know like I'm not gonna be like Paul boo you know Paul's not in the book but you know but every day I see a thread about it on Reddit right about Paul sure and I'm like you know the more you talk about him the more people yeah they just they're like, just gonna keep they're just coming. gonna keep especially when you know that like outrage is like their like marketing to strategy. Like, the, the, like, I don't know. It just seems like the, the best thing you can do, you know, it's like freaking Flynn. It's like the, the best way to win is not to play. You know, it's just don't, <laughs> don't, don't give in, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm just saying the thing that, the, the, the busted my chops was like, I read it in like five minutes. Okay. And I'm like, man, what a waste of money. Like, it was just like, I was not entertained. I was not, inter- I was not engaged. Like, sometimes I can be, and that's the thing is like, you know, I buy them not because I'm like a rage baited lunatic. It's because like, I'm an optimist. And I, I'm always like, there's always an opportunity. And like, there have been episodes of this show where I'm like, oh, I just picked up a new uh, issue of Spider-Man. And you know what? Like, I hated like everything you did. And then this is great. You know, and, the, and it's the case with like a lot of comics. You know, there, there's, I didn't really care for the Tom King run, but there are books that are great in that run. You know, I, I, was very uh you know down on the Snyder Capullo run and yet I think it's the top three best uh teams on Batman ever assembled. Right, right. You know, like yeah. you know, I, I, some might call that uh, contradictory or hypocritical. I say that it's just like nuanced and uh, and and offering to you know meet people halfway. But uh, this book sucks. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. just this issue particularly. Like the cover was like, oh cool, that's why I read it because you know, I remember you were like, oh man, yeah. But that 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 issue man i mean it's, and it's all just like just anti-humor adult swim back patting that's what it felt like to me okay. you know spider-man shows up he's like this guy sucks maddie's in it obviously like yeah but, but chasm's not no reference to him no reference whatsoever which is why i was like oh you you don't have no you're never gonna use chasm. that's really weird no it was like and you know that like it wasn't like those books like that like x-men was written at the same time as this like they they had time. Yeah, yeah. And they so definitely like were like, that up. yeah, hey, like you're not, I, I, I just saw rec rap pages. You're not going to put, uh, like I saw you put Maddie uh, Pryor in the book. Is yeah. she, is, is Chasm in this? Because I don't want to step on your toes. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. We just want Maddie in the book because Hellions. I, I don't care about who. 
So yeah, so it's a terrible. It's terrible. Oh. So don't waste your money if uh, from last week. But uh, anyway, oh. yeah, woof, what a mistake. But uh, yeah, uh, Dan V900, Rec Rap or Rogel Czar, choose your fighter. I mean, honestly, Rogel Czar might be better than Rec Rap because Rec Rap is just a stupid joke. Like, okay, yeah, Rogel Czar is uh, is a is a is Rogel Czar. Okay, you know what this is? Okay, what is it? Rogel Czar is the room to Rec Rap's Sharknado. Okay, Sharknado is oh, fake on. or. Or uh-huh. hang on, can I? Can I can yeah, I, please. Can I, can I say the Riff same on thing? it. Yeah. Ready? Rogelzar is Birdemic. Yes. And Recrap is Birdemic too. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Because Rogelzar is like a genuine attempt to add something to the world, uh-huh. and it's just just from the from the jump, it sucks. Yeah. But Birdemic Two is like, oh, I'm in the joke too. Yeah, let's all make a joke. No, no, you're not. No, no you don't. No. You, you can't participate in the joke. This is not that kind of. That joke. is not that kind of joke. Yeah. <laughs> wreck rap eat me uh girk pectus uh do you think marvel can make good amazon stories uh without wonder woman i mean I, you, one would argue they've been I, trying for I years think they can i just don't know if people are willing to give her a shot i mean to... no everyone gave yara floor a shot that book was joelle jones's to lose yes you know but I'm just saying, like, the question is, can they do it? And I'm like, I think so. Yeah, they can so do it. If there's enough an audience to continue. It. No, I think they 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 have done it. They just don't. Yeah. Or they fail. I mean, Wonder Woman's tough. I think you can sell a different Amazon over Wonder Woman more easily. Well, because you have to have a number one. Well, because you have a number one, but also because <laughs> I think Wonder Woman, honestly, like, I've read a lot of Wonder Woman books for my in proportion to my interest to Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like Wonder Woman for the most part to me are horribly boring, uninteresting stories. I, I just, I don't like them. And not because I'm a misogynist. I'm not like, Oh, one. I'm just like, these are notoriously boring. And there's nothing about her, you know, that I can like, she's like Padme Amidala to me, like <laughs> name a distinctive characteristic about wonder woman without using her like title or her like origins. And it's like, I don't, I don't have anything for you. Okay. That also suggests maybe she's a blank canvas, but like every, but I feel like I'm not alone in this subject. And I think like Wonder Woman carries along this distinction of like, she's the first, she's the biggest, she's the best. Like, and it's like, she has a lot, she has a lot of baggage. So it needs to be great out of the gate. You're not going to get, it's not, it's not the nineties. You're not going to get like 89 issues of Wonder Woman. You right, know? right. You got to start big, which is why it was like, Oh, dead earth. I'm in. Yes. It's not Wonder Woman, basically. <laughs> like it's something else. But uh, you know, I but I think if you were like, hey, here's this new character, here's what she's all about, boom. You know, that's why I think people were so excited about Yara Floor. So like, ah, this I get. Right. You know, and the art was like, but you know, then then they couldn't keep up with it. And that's the only problem. Joel Jones didn't screw up. It's just that, like, you know, couldn't keep up with the damn thing. Yeah, no, I I tend to think the issue is that. You know, Superman and Batman have very defining characteristics. Yes. And I think they just didn't really, no one could agree 
yeah. on who she was and who she is. There's no definitive Wonder Woman book. Right. Like, like the well, there are, But there are for some people. For some people, they're like, it's this. And for other people, it's like, oh, no, but it's this. Right. But like the majority of the fandom isn't all like, year one, at least, at least we can all agree for like some like 20 to 30 year period, year one was Batman's origin and it's all well, awesome. And that's the thing. Like, I think about it. The other day I saw, I was um, I was in the school library, the school I work for, and um, I was waiting to have a meeting and they have like the very, very tiny graphic novel section right but it's there and like you know what was there was all-star superman i picked that up and i opened up the cover and what do you see when you open up the cover that the first page is that like four panel origin story and i'm like you can do a four panel origin story for him and you can do a four panel origin story for batman spider-man even captain america it's really hard to do it for wonder woman because there isn't a definitive iteration of how she came to be even even if you were to and i'm wondering compartmentalize them all part of what makes you know, like she should, she is part of the zeitgeist, the pop culture zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. But she's lacking that foundation, I feel like. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. And even if you were to take each of her origins, mm. you still couldn't all star Superman first page her. You couldn't do each of those origins and still save your, and, and still do it in four panels. Yeah. And that's, that's a big problem. It it is and it is. I don't know. I'm, it is big, I'm, well, I'm, I I struggle with that, but I I feel like yeah. Well, yeah. and and also like if if anyone's going to make any genuine effort to do it today, you're about fifty years too late to like grab her to grab people culturally with her. Mm-hmm. Like Superman and Batman and Spider Man have been around for seventy plus years, and they've had that time to seep into the cultural landscape. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman has always been like superficial. You know, she's that's the woman one, the girl one. It's why Marvel's the same problem. There's no Wonder Woman for Marvel, and why everyone's like it's Storm, it's it's She Hulk, it's Captain Marvel. Like I don't know because Marvel never made any. Marvel's like, what does that mean? Well, I don't know what that means. And even with the ones they do pick, it's like She Hulk. You, you can't you can't all star that. You can't yeah. all star Captain Marvel. Yeah, Storm you can, which is why that kind of works. Yeah, you know it's like yeah. Actually, I would like to see a all-star superman first page origin for storm yeah, be cool. to open a storm book but anyway let's talk about some comments that are coming out this week that we think let's you should check that. out um i guess i'll have to recommend detective comics 1076 uh, is this weekly it's it's bi-weekly so oh, it might have okay. been that it, it came out like right on the heels of itself but uh you know it's great uh or at least the last one was i i'm well, d- putting it on halloween oh that comes out tomorrow halloween week <laughs> all saints day month uh ultimate universe number one comes out i'm gonna read that yes we'll see how that goes i think that's seven dollars just right down the drain it is seven dollars hang on how many pages 40 40. that's not enough that is not enough maybe it's 40 no um no ads it isn't i bet you're right it's (laughs) um uh, obviously the greatest new breakout character spider Bo- no i'm kidding uh there's a uh, return of superman 30th anniversary special number one uh like its predecessor of death of superman 30th anniversary special it is all original content don't let that book end up on the shelf at your local comic book store under the reprints section like so many other comic book stores did i've read it they're all new stories <laughs> they're set in the past mostly yeah, yeah but yeah. uh also like tom grummet art like it's it's I, I think Wheezy does one with Victor Bogdanov, Bogdanov doing a Steel story. What? Like there's, it's everybody. She Steel though, right? She created Steel. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's and even wrote better. It. I know. But uh, yeah, it's an original book. It's got a lot of original stories in it. It's only original stories. Uh, if, if you care about that kind of thing, uh, go go check it out. Um, I think that's it for me. Uh, but I am, I'm also going to go back and read 
uh, Ninja Turtles versus uh, Stranger Things because I loved that series and uh, it ended this this past week. So I'm going to have to check that out. And, I think and, this and is a fourth week. I think that's why it's like that's why weirdly it's light. kind of light, but also not because X-Men number 28 is coming out. Mm. So I'll definitely be picking that up for a second. I saw this banner up there and I was like, oh no, what's happening? Okay, yeah. no, it's fine. Oh, it's, it's an advertisement. A... I don't care. Yes. That's great. I love that the comic books are, re- are, are, are shilling for the movies. They're like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, you got to go see the Marvels. And yet the movies would never do that for the comic books. Well, DC ones do that sometimes. Yeah. This is written by Jerry Duggan, art by Josh Kassara. Nice. Yeah. I yes. I, I'm I I'm here for the fall of X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange number nine, Jed McKay and Pascal Ferry. Uh this cover's great. You're enjoying this book. I am. I know. I'm just saying. This is probably the first time since Aaron that you have read a regularly scheduled monthly Doctor Strange series that you have actually just been like, no, I, and I read it and I liked it. I do. You know, would you prefer a different artist on the book? Yeah. But like you do like the book. Yeah, no, I do. I do like it. I'm just saying, that's nice. Yeah, it hey, is. All right. Uh, Supergirl special number one. I, I might check this out. I think it's a one shot by uh, Mariko Tamaki. Can you believe that they haven't tapped Tom to do another Supergirl anything? I'm glad they haven't. I, Me too. I'm just, I'm just shocked. I think it's more like, you know, hopefully he'll be like, hey, I got another one. But like, you can't make lightning strike twice. Okay, that, that book is perfect. I know. Like, no, don't don't mess with perfection. Don't do a sequel. Um just continuing this horror trend i think this is a horror book yeah but blending mar- modern horror with historical fact and western lore this is right up scott snyder's alley what? and that's who's writing this book canary number one from uh dark horse is coming out uh scott snyder dan panacean yep or panosian panosian uh it looks like it's an old west horror book it's called canary i'm guessing we're dealing with mines mining. yes so in 1891 a mine collapsed into itself yeah this is a comicsology series, so if you didn't read it digitally, you could now pick it up in physical in yes. your store. So if you're like, I don't like to read digital, you now is your to. opportunity. They're going to be collecting the series for the first time. In I didn't even hear of this one. This is another one that slipped I through the cracks. Saw, I've seen this cover before. That's so why I was like, why have I seen this cover I've before? I've never seen this cover. Um, and then I just want to throw it out there. I will possibly pick up It's Jeff, the Jeff first number one. Yay. Um, because as much as I like very serious things and things that make me like you know question my my you know purpose in life and the reality of of the world around us and you know make me think about you know scary spooky things in the dark i also like jeff the shark yes so i'm gonna probably pick that up you'll also probably check out marvel meow i will probably check out marvel meow for sure but good here is on the art for uh so how could you not it's jeff so they're great it's jeff it's jeff But uh, we want to. That's who Loki needs to get as part of his. Oh my God! His, yeah, his campaign. That'd be nice. It's just Loki and his running mate Jeff. <laughs> I'd vote for Jeff. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. Thanks for the chats for keeping the show alive. And of yes. course, we'll see you guys next time. Check out Tiffany on YouTube.com/slash at Comic Pop Plays to watching uh, to to watch her play Spider Man Two tomorrow and uh, Wednesday. If you want to catch up over there now and check them out there's a whole bunch of streams but of course there's more uh i believe um chris is going to be doing something over on pros and cons if not uh check it out anyway but we'll see you guys next week with an old episode off the rack i am sal and i'm tiffany so long everybody thanks a lot for watching bye everybody bye, bye.